This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal, but I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 76, sponsored by YouBuyNow.com and Netflix.com. Wait, really? Yes, really. What? You're kidding me. On the morning when I woke up without you, for the first time, I felt free and I felt My name is Ron, and I'll be your guide to this wonderful tour of comic books along with Josh. <laughs> We're touring? Yes, we are. All right. Well, I'll do it. Whatever. I'll go with it. And Connor? Hola. <laughs> He's our Mexican compatriot. Senor Connor. <laughs> um, <Si>. So... <laughs> So this here is the podcast from the website ifanboy.com, which is all about comic books. We love comics, and we read comics, and every week we uh, talk about uh, the comic books that came out this week, specifically one that is our pick of the week, and as well as some of the other books that came out. We answer your emails, and we listen to your voicemails. Um, but for you know, considering this is episode number 76, we figure it might be a jumping-on point for some new listeners, some people who might be new to the show, so we thought we might explain the world of ifanboy to you. Well, it, indeed. Uh, it sort of occurred to us that maybe some people didn't know what the difference between the two shows was, and we thought we'd just take a second and highlight it. We have two shows. One's an audio show. One's a video show. There's this one, which uh, Ron just explained, and this is going to come out every single Sunday night, uh, provided some world-altering event hasn't happened. 
Uh, and then every Wednesday afternoon, you're going to get the video show. And the video show is a totally different animal. It's, uh, we pick a topic. It's, it doesn't have anything to do with what stuff came out that week. Uh, we can talk about books we like or different recommendations or go to conventions or any other thing we can think of. And so that's every Wednesday afternoon, uh, 3 o'clock East Coast time, about thereabouts. Yeah. So, um, and the video is, is brought to you by our good friends over at revision3.com. But oh, you yeah. can always head over to ifanboy.com and get all the get all the shows as well as look looks up in iTunes and that's where you can download the stuff. But they're both easily. totally different. So if you're thinking yeah. I don't want to just watch them do the, the the video show or the audio show, you you're missing out. Right. And all the all those who just listen to the audio show in your commute to work, go home, download the video show, try it. It's the new world of television through the internet. It's amazing. Or or try to watch the video on your commute. If you have an iPod video or some sort of video playing device. I was yeah. <laughs> I was right. saying they should watch it while driving. You see, it was some, it was bad advice. Oh, I see. But some people, you guys commute on the subway. You could watch it on the subway. I don't have a video computer. iPod. Well, you don't so need iPod. a video here. You don't need a video iPod either. Yeah, exactly. Watch it on your computer, your Apple TV, or through your Xbox 360 or whatever. There's all yeah. sorts of ways to watch it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Connor, how do you like to watch it? I'm sorry. Where am I? Um, <laughs> I uh, I like to watch it without pants. I think we should move on. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So um, before we move on to this week's pick, um, just a quick warner. We're going to talk war- – Warner. War- quick warning. <laughs> Jack Warner. I started the studio back in 32. <laughs> We're going to talk about the comic books that came out this week as well as what happened in them. So if you haven't read your comics or even bought them yet, then, then you might not want to listen because we might give some stuff away and might give some spoils away. Um, that said, this week Connor's got the pick. So, no, oh, I don't. Oh, Josh has the pick. Sorry about that. A, this so, is a mess. So, Josh, why don't you take us away? Um, I I will take you away to Calgon land. That was old. <laughs> um, this week was was an okay week, I would say. I got a bunch of books, and I I was I was pleasant. I was pleasantly uh, content with them. Uh, but I was trying to think about what to pick, and it and it, it just uh, it occurred to me that that fell number eight. Um, was was really good, and the more that I was flipping through stuff, the more I was reminded and uh, of of how much I really liked this book, and I have all along. And it kind of surprised all of us here. Uh, none of us started reading this book or heard anything about it, and it was actually this 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 is a special book for us because this is the one that uh, people who were at the site, people you know, listening to the show, were telling us we needed to listen, we need to be reading, and uh, we all did listen, and, and now we started reading it, and I think we're all pretty pleased about that. Yes, absolutely, and it was the iFanboy Nation who got us to read it, so thank you. You're going to so. piss off Dan Didio. I'm sorry, the iFanboy Faithful, that's what we call it. Actually, that. that's an older reference in DC, but we can move yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> the more probably piss off the Red Sox more than the DC. Yeah, that's uh, for sure. <laughs> why um, don't you tell, tell everybody what Fell is about? Well, Fell is is sort of a, an, uh, an experiment in comics. I think it's got a different format in that it's 16 pages instead of the standard 22 or 32. Uh, the cover price is $1.99 for a full-color comic book. Um, there's uh, Warren Ellis is the writer and Ben Templesmith is the artist. And by artist, I mean uh, colors, inks, the whole, the whole deal. Uh, and even got Chris Eliopoulos, lettering superstar, to do the, uh, to do the, to do the words in there. Um, and basically, it's a, it's a hard bitten cop story. There's a there's a guy. His name is Richard Fell. He's a detective, and he he is uh, assigned to Snowtown, which is sort of the it's next to the city, which is all it's ever been called. And it's a really horrible place full of horrible people. And these are the stories of the horribleness of that. Could it be, but, it's up, but it's uplifting. It is. But, <laughs> Oddly, it is, yeah. But it really takes you into the gutter before it gets to that point. And sure, last, you, you go way down before you go way up. I like the to last pretend, issue. I like to pretend, like to pretend Snowtown is Newark. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on. So, so the last issue, um, number seven, was was a, was a sort of a mind blower. It was a big. It was a whole lot of stuff happened, and there was a a guy with uh, it's like a super drug that turned him crazy, and there was all sorts of killing, and it was really it was a really grisly sort of downer issue. Really well done, a lot into it, and then at the end of this one, um, you read Warren Ellis' notes. He said it kind of just killed him. So for this issue, he came back and instead of, normally what you get are you nine should point panel... Out that the, you should point out that it, these are self-contained stories. Uh, yeah, yeah. And every every issue, you could go and pick this up right now and you wouldn't need to have read what came before it. And furthermore, the last issue did not, he, the, our protagonist did not win. He lost, actually. No, he did, which was the yeah. first time. Because yeah. he's, he's, Richard Fell seems to be an exceptionally competent um, detective. He's very good at it. And, every, and, he, and, and he was sent to Snowtown because he pissed off the wrong person. 
Um, this issue, normally the way this book looks is that you open it up and, and the panels are laid out in nine panel grids on a page, which are pretty dense and there's a lot that they can go on there. This is the first time that they've broken away from that for the most part and the, the pages are, are three horizontal grids, uh, or three horizontal panels stacked on top of each other and, and most of the story is told uh, in, in the form of his notes that are on either side of the panel. Uh, yeah, there's like, only that. There's only one page of nine panel grids, and it basically end. takes you through his night shift, starting at uh, you know like at eight eight p.m. and all the stuff that happens in the night on the job. And um, it, it's there's not really a a single thread story. There is a story that starts at the beginning and ends at the end, but it's more about like his night on the job and his mood and 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 what happens. And I know that that sounds boring, but it's not. It's really engaging and. Um, one of the reasons that I that this really uh, stuck with me is that it, it reminded me of Transmetropolitan, which was my first and probably favorite Warren Ellis work. Um, Spider Jerusalem is was the protagonist of that story. He was a journalist, sort of in the not really distant future, and it was kind of wacky and strange. And he was he was like a jerk, but he really like underneath it all, he cared about what happened to humanity. And and there were just there were just bits of that in this. I, I felt there was just some a, a couple of wacky things. There was the death banana, where a guy was yep. going and, and weaponizing bananas at stores and markets like that. And that was just kind of some of the really wacky ideas that 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 uh, Transmetropolitan was famous for. It was just other things like that. Um, I was trying. To, there, there's like a rabid gang of dogs who keep going further and further into the town. It's like the dogs came along again. This time they killed someone. It's just like it's it's just it's just far enough afield uh, of reality that it's it hits a level of surreality that's that's. But then when it, but then when it hits reality, it really hits hard. I think one of the one thing I noticed as I was reading it was I was about halfway through it and I realized that I have been reading a while. It's just it, it's still it's a really dense comic. It was dense when it's nine panels per page, but even mm-hmm. even when it's three panels per page, he puts he puts a lot of words into it. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, actually, I should say that. When I opened this up and I first saw, I was like, oh, it's all going to be like this. And I was initially disappointed. And I read about a page, page and a half, and I was like, you know what? This is great. There's no – I have nothing to worry about here. Yeah, you get, you get, you get a full-on full comic experience with Phil. Yeah, it's two, it's, terms of- it's two bucks. Yeah. It's, and, and the thing is, I, I'm, admittedly, I was, I was skeptical going into it because I'm not a big fan of Warren Ellis. And, and the fact that it was shorter and there was less number of pages, I was kind of like, rawr, rawr, grumble, grumble. But it is, it is dense, and and like and what I just love about it is is not only the writing because the stories are great, but Temple Smith's art is excellent. But even the the layout and the design of it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, something as something as subtle as the consistency of the yellow pieces of paper that the writing was on, even when he only has one sentence. Yeah, you know, like you know, it, it's really it's it's really hard to fight that desire to make the box of text to make the box of text around fit just the text. Mm-hmm. But they they he came up with a concept and he ran with it. You know, and then and then like you know, Connor mentioned earlier, switching from the narration of the three panels per page to when he finally engages the the bad guy in this issue and it becomes pulled out of his notes and into re, into reality and go, moving back to the nine panel grid. Right, the reality um, of the yeah. norm norm of yeah. the book, and it's like, oh, we're back. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I mean, it was. Just at the great. very end, we hit the, the thing again. But um, this is this is this is totally a surprise comic. I mean, yeah. I, I enjoyed this a lot. I, I I started my review by just saying, you know, I think this is one of my favorite books now. It's 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 well done. It's very very well done. It's I, also I, one I, of those books where it comes out it comes out really infrequently, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I don't really mind. Because, no, yeah, I, mean, because I, I, it, I want it to come out more, but I don't. I don't like get frustrated and angry when it doesn't yeah. come out. Because it because it, it's totally it's totally um, refreshing, and I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's totally like it's when it comes out, it's just perfect. And yeah. of mm. course, of course, I want another one, but I'm not left. It's because it's a one and done. I'm not left hanging to know what happens. Yeah, exactly. You don't, yeah. it's like all right, it, it, it didn't come out, so, but it's, it's I don't need to follow a story. Right, exactly. When it comes out, I mean, you can totally enjoy it, and it's just you know, it's it's probably as close to comic book perfection as there is. I think. It, it, that's a tall statement. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, no, but I mean, it's a sequential story that that is self-contained and is thoroughly enjoyable from both a writing and from an artistic standpoint. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, honestly, I don't know of a more well-rounded comic book. I will. I, I one thing that I think that makes this the way it is is that I, this, this is a labor of love. I think. Uh, I can't oh, totally, imagine totally. that they're making their livings off of this book, and so when they do it, they're they're doing it because they want to, and and you f- you feel that there's some intangible thing that when somebody does a book like that, it comes through in the pages, in the words, and and I feel that with this, I, I just every time I flip through it, the art uh, 
which seems very simple at first, gets to be better and better. Yeah. Like it, it's really like it stands up to repeat reading and viewing. And if you look, one thing that, that actually really struck me when I was writing the review is I was just looking at the cover. And you can look at if, – if you don't have it, you can go to the website to the pick of the week and you can click on the cover and it'll it'll get big so you can see it. There is so much emotion co- conveyed in, in the character of Fell, just this, the figure of him. It's very little line work. Like oh, you can't see much of his face. You can't see – it's kind of cartoony. Yeah. yeah, it really, really is. And, and that's – there's a there's a lot going on there. And so you have no reason not to buy this book unless you just don't like it. Yeah, if you are listening to this and you're you're interested and you don't want to go back and get all the issues, which you may not be able to find, I don't know how, what kind of print run they had. But, I, um, I think they've been reprinting them quite healthily. And I know, but I know that some some stores in some areas don't even order it, so maybe that yeah. you can't get it. In May, May 25th is when the Fell Trade comes out, so that will be <laughs> awesome. something you people can pick up if they if they're interested in crime, well written stories, um, you know, something well something that's beyond. <laughs> if you're a budding criminal. No. Yeah, no. If you're interested in crime stories and something that's, that's not superheroes, and this is a great, this mm-hmm. is a great. Yeah, thing. totally. Um, and I, I just love, I love the, I mean, the, even down like to the cover, like looking at the cover for next issue, and even Ellis's little comment about next issue, how he doesn't know, he's like, uh, more stuff. Don't ask me. The script is currently thirty pages long, and I still don't know what the story is about yet. We're all doomed, doomed. <laughs> like you know, like it's just fun. You know, you could tell he's having fun doing it. You know. Yeah, so, and it, the the yeah. other thing is at the end, this this has letters in it. Like, you know, good old comics did, and, and he also – he puts in like – Commentary. Page, page and a half of commentary about stuff yeah. that's going on and the thing he was thinking about and stuff like that. It's it's incredibly engaging, and it, it's just good comics. So you could go out and buy this issue. The, this is – Buy this the, or seven. I, I, will go, I will go as far not knowing enough completely about their, their line of pub, published comics to mm-hmm. back the statement up, but this is probably the best book Image is putting out right now, like at least the most exciting book. In, in more exciting than uh, more exciting Dead than, and Invincible. I honestly, because I don't, I buy, I buy those in trades and, and uh, hardcovers, so I don't read them on an issue to issue basis. So on an so, issue to issue basis. In my regard, yeah, this is the this is the one, and I buy, you know, and I buy, I mean, I buy Image books, and I keep <laughs> track of what they put out, and every time I see it on the shipping list, I go, ooh, you know, so. Yeah, I was really happy yeah. when I saw. Yeah. So. So we've cool. gushed about that a lot. Yeah. I think. So that, so that happened. Yeah. So yeah. So Image Comics. So. Um. The uh, one of the other books that that we're just gonna stay stay off our, our normal stuff this week, I guess, and uh, keep going. Uh, I picked up a book, and Connor picked up a book called Two Guns, uh, out of uh, Boom Studios, written by C- Stephen Grant, who does a column over at a uh, great column over at uh, Comic Book Resources. Uh, what do you think, Connor? Um, this this actually, I, I love Phil. This this was actually my pick of the week. Really? Yeah. Um, huh. I I really enjoyed this, and and it shocked me. Where often comics don't shock you anymore because you kind of know where all the stories going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, this one actually surprised me at at the end. So um, interesting. I actually, you know, I had a really, you know, one of those whoa reactions when I finished it. So that mm-hmm. anytime I can get that out of a comic, I enjoy it a lot. So that's probably why I picked it. I'm I'm so pleased to see a comic from Boom pop up on this because I like I want to read their stuff, but my store never gets it, and I'm really curious about it. And I picked stuff up in trades, and I've read things here and there, but older issues. And so I was, I was kind of, I didn't even hear about this book. And when you guys mentioned about it, and then you told me about it, I got all excited because I'm cool, a new book. Let's, let's hear all about it, you know. So. Well, we we just it was an impulse buy on the, on the shelf, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, let's that's great. Check it I out. had seen it on the list, and I, I tried to find some information on it. And actually, the Boom Studios website isn't updated. There's nothing on. Yeah, this, I know. I found that out tonight. This. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, I'll just look at it when I get there because I I love reading Stephen Grant's columns. I always have. He's he's. He's almost too smart for his own damn good. Um, and so when I got there, I looked through it, and I picked it up, and I decided to go for it. And Connor was like, yeah, me too. And uh, it, was, it was good thing it was a short week, otherwise I probably wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically what it is, it's a, it's a crime book about a bank heist. And I know that sounds familiar, like there's something else we've been reading with that. But it's got a different flavor completely. And then uh, there's a twist at the, at the end uh, that you don't see coming. And literally the only real complaint I had about this book is that it felt kind of standard at first, but then it won me over. Uh, then the only other thing is that the the main character has a really bad mullet and goatee. Awesome. <laughs> and that's like, almost well, hey, goes... Hey, the, the, the main character in Criminal had a bad goatee. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's the new thing for criminals now. They all have the half goatee thing going on. Yeah. Oh. yeah. But uh, no, this, if you, this is something else. Look for it. Two guns. Um, it's, a, it's a fun crime book. And mm-hmm. it's, I think it's a five. It's a five issue miniseries. So this is issue one. Jump right in. Cool. Yeah, one of five. Yeah, there's a lot Four of dollar cover price. Backstabbing. Yeah, ooh, I didn't know it was that. 
Yeah, <laughs> wave, wave of the future. <laughs> There's no ads, though, as far as I can tell. Well, and the, the, and, the, and the, the print quality of this thing is absurd. Yeah, no, they, they do a good job over Boom with that stuff from what I hear. Mm-hmm. So That's cool. I like the art. It's a little cartoony, little... little yeah, little it's a guy cartoon. named... I'm going to give you his name. Matt with one T, Santaluoco, which probably explains the mullet. What does that mean? <laughs> it, means he, <laughs> it means he's a foreigner. What? Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> wow. Let's move there, on. There are, there are areas of the world where the mullet is still acceptable, and a lot of uh, upcoming comic talent may come from these areas of the world. That's <laughs> what I'm bad. getting at. And they have bad mullets? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, all I'm saying is soccer is very popular in other parts of the world. It's called and football. They, football. Well, I'm, football. I'm football. translating. Well, football, football. Uh, still has a great love of the mullet. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You, you Ron, know it's true. Ron, 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 oh, God. Read, Ron, read, get it out of here. So, um, so on, on the same tip of the theme of the show in terms of picking things that we don't normally talk about, um, I took a chance on After the Cape number two, also from Image. Um, I had read about it. I heard about this book. I haven't been able to find After the Cape number one. So you bought read, number two without reading number one and read that's, it? Honestly, it was the cover that got me. It's so, a, wow, that's, I'm so proud it, of you. Like you. It's, so it's a, it's a great – It's well, no. I, hey, I, hey keep, keep in mind that a lot of the comic books that have hooked me have not been number ones. I mean like the comic book that got me back into the in comics when I stopped buying in, in the early 90s – and nobody knows this. This is a little-known fact. The comic that got me back into comics in like 1992 or 1993 was Supreme number two. Really? Yep, I picked that up and I was like, "What is this? This is awesome!" And like, and that told me. And so it was a number two issue that got me back in. Huh. So in that same theme, I picked Alan up after, Moore after the kid. No, it was it was before way years oh. before Alan Moore. Oh God, years. It was um, I think Liefeld was writing it. I think Ooh. it was a uh, it was a full uh, it was a full uh, it was a full uh, foil cover. Um, yeah, it was the first series. Ninety two was the bad years. This was yeah, yeah, 90, yeah, not Alan Moore. Alan Moore was like ninety four, ninety five. If that we're lucky, you're still with us. Jeez, I know exactly. Anyway, um, so after the Cape. Um, it's it's from it's actually from Jim Valentino's Shadow Line um, of Image, which you, which I don't often see much come out of that. And it looks like it was plotted by Jim Valentino, but it was created in dialogue by Howard Wong. Um, and it's a black and white story. And I'm going to preface this that I didn't read issue number one, so I don't exactly know what's going on. <laughs> so I'm going to preface that clearly. But it seems to be about a superhero or an or an ex superhero who has a family and is also an alcoholic. And the and because he's an alcoholic or something bad happened or he did something bad and now everything's falling apart. And it's only a three-issue miniseries from what I can tell. And um, I think it's a three-issue. That's what I read. Um, and it just it, – it was really, really good and even though I had no idea what was going on. So um, I'm going to track down Shadow, uh, After the Cape number one. And maybe when after the cape number three comes out, I'll be better. I'll be more well well read about it. But I'm definitely hooked. It's a, it was very good, kind of um, almost like Bendis Jinx torso esque kind of art, black and white kind of art with a lot of shading and shadows. And stuff Isn't like it? That. Who's the artist? Uh, the artist is. Isn't it Calero, the guy who did, was doing X Factor? No, it's Marco Rudy. Oh, I'm thinking of a different book. Yeah. I actively passed on after the cape number one. Ah, son of a bitch. I well, I picked so. it up like in the store when it came out. Yeah. And I just decided I didn't want to read it for whatever yeah. reason that week. So. So I mean, it was it was really I mean it 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 was engaging even though I had no idea what happened. So uh, very good. Hmm. But um, well, let's, let's, what was even let's better? Let's shake this off. Let's. Yeah. Okay. Enough oh, of this. there so, we go. So, so Image it Comics, out. Image Comics, Boom Studios. We love you this week. But I got to tell you, and Eric Larson at Image will appreciate this. It's a good. It, it was a good week to be a Marvel fan. It was a good week to be a Marvel fan of the lesser known characters. And a lot of our fanboy uh, faithful can relate with with me. I know that a lot of them like these characters that came out this week. The first one being Nova Number One. Um, now, before I get into the actual issue... I'm sorry, I felt... Okay. I was going to do that. Well, before I get into the issues, um, Wednesday afternoon, I instant messaged Josh. I said, Nova number one, Nova, Nova number one coming out. You're going to get it? And Josh was like, summarily dismissed it. Completely dismissed it. <laughs> Completely dismissed it. And boy, do I have to tell you, you missed the boat. You totally missed the boat. Essentially, and you, you dismissed it because it was Cosmic Nova. And I guess you liked on Earth Nova. Or Actually, I, I didn't really but, care about Nova one okay. way or another. But you, you completely dismissed it. And what happened is, is that it's coming out of the pages from Annihilation. And, and what has happened is that the Nova Corps, which used to be like kind of like the Green Lanterns like, of Marvel, like a bunch of space cops, they've been completely wiped out in Annihilation. And Nova is the only one that's left. So Richard Ryder from New York, from Long Island, he's the only, he's the only Nova corpsman left. And inside his helmet is the Nova World Mind, which is kind of you know kind of like this big computer that has all the information that fed all the Novas. So throughout the book, you've got kind of like kind of like when uh, the old Ca- um, Peter David's Captain Marvel run, when um, Rick Jones and Captain Marvel shared the same body and they would talk to each other. Like Firestorm. You know, it, 
Yeah, kind of like Firestorm in that regard, but it, but a computer. So it's not like there's another personality, but it is like it's kind of like um like like a booster and skeets, but he's no, in the well, helmet. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, somewhat like that. And um and so throughout the so the the gist of the whole issue is that Nova Annihilation is over. We won. They push back Annihilation's for, troops, but Nova is responding to all the planets that have called out for help to the Nova Corps because he's the last Nova Corpsman, and he's trying to help as many planets as he can. He's way more powerful than he was before, and he's pushing himself, pushing himself. And the world mind is telling him to slow down, slow down. And ultimately, until the end, when he kind of has a collapse while he's teleporting, and he ends up back on Earth, and um, and it ends with Shield and Iron Man saying, you know, we got to go get this guy. You know, because now they're the the cops of the world with superpowers. Um, Why did so, they get him? Well, because he was like a level. He was a, a class twelve pow- power uh, superhero. Or oh, they got to they got to get him, not get him. Yeah, no, get him. Yeah, they they basically uh, uh, Iron Man calls Shield to go to Threatcon One. We don't play games with something like this. That's what he said because they don't know who it was. They just mm-hmm. called him a bogey because he came out of space. But essentially why it was so good was because it had that Marvel kind of with great power comes responsibility and also kind of like the humanistic aspect of it where Nova had the weight of, of all the responsibility of the Nova Corps before him on his shoulders, but he was the only one who could do it, so he wanted to push himself to help as much as he could. Um, so it had that aspect of it. Of course it had fun space and aliens, and there was some really um, – I was really impressed with the writing. I got um, to give Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning credit. Um, they really wrote a really good script. And there was, like, one planet where, uh, you know, Nova turns on his translator and his helmet because he can't understand the alien language. And in the dialogue, they actually have, like, in parentheses, like, it's, a, it's like you, expression of astonishment. You know, like, they, they, mm-hmm. their language, because I guess their language, you know, how sometimes they play with science fiction where the sounds that people make can express more than just words, like mm-hmm. how we are, like that concept. And they didn't explain that concept. They just did it, and it totally made sense, and it totally rode with it, and totally worked out. And, um... And what was great about it was, like I said, it had that humanistic quality, but then also by the end of the issue, he's out of space and he's back on Earth. And whether he stays on Earth or not, um, and it's almost like Nova is bigger than Civil War. Nova doesn't really care what's going on on Earth anymore. He kind of feels as if he's a part of something bigger now. And so he's kind of like, during the issue, he kind of mentioned how he was homesick and how he'd like to go home, but he's like, but I'm a part of something more important. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and so it's kind of interesting to say, okay, he accepts his fate that he's not on Earth anymore and then put him right back there and throw him in front of Iron Man. And the next issue is him and Iron Man squaring off helmet to helmet. Shouldn't and so, Nova, shouldn't Nova wipe the floor with Iron Man? Well, we'll find out. But, um, but it's just awesome. And, and so Fucking now the question is shell. So now the question is, um, as every time Nova gets his own series, how many issues until it gets canceled? Six. Six, that's your bet? No, 12. I'll give it 12. 12, because they're going to go for a trade, at least one trade. Augie so. predicted like 12. Yeah, so for two trades, and I'm thinking that's bold. I just know this this great is a great direction, and I hopefully a lot of people are buying it because I, I got a good feeling about this this time around. And Sean Chen on pencils was great; it was really good. So, you know what? But fifteen what? issues. Sean Chen, I like Sean Chen. Yeah, so you should have checked it out. You missed out. Um, but then it doesn't stop there. <laughs> it doesn't stop there. It just no. gets more exciting. It just but gets wait, more exciting. There's more. But wait, there's more. Not only did Nova number one come out this week, but the Loners number one came out this week, which is picking up on the the introduction of a superhero team coming out of run, the pages of Runaways, um, consisting of a bunch of loser superheroes who are trying to be in a, a support a support group, trying to give up their superheroing. And amongst them is Darkhawk, my other favorite C list character. Woo! This is, did either of you guys pick this up? No. Why you missed out on this one too? <laughs> This I was great. so not interested in that book. This book, and you missed out again. This book picks up those characters in their little support group, kind of you know whining to each other that they used to be superheroes. And we get uh, Maddie, the old Supergirl. Remember from Alias? Not Supergirl, Spider Girl. Mm-hmm. No. D- yeah. Do you remember no. that? No. You don't no. remember that? Th- did you read Alias? Oh wait, from Al- Ma- I, I vaguely. Yeah, 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 Maddie, 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 yeah. There was yeah, a storyline yeah. where where bad guys had captured Spider Girl and were taking her powers to make MGH to make right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So after the and did you ever wonder what happened with that? What happened with that character? No, no. She, she picked up and she moved to L.A. <laughs> and she moved to LA. as all wayward ones do. And she moved to L.A. to join the support group because she wanted to stop being a superhero, but that was just to tell her uncle so he would pay for her to move to L.A., and she actually still wants to be a superhero. And she pulls Darkhawk and R- Ricochet, who was one of the... Um, Slingers! Yeah, um, in with her as well. And i gotta give you, I got to give this creative team credit. C.B. Sabluski on writing it, and um, what's, the dude, what's the artist's first name? Carl Moline. This, I mean, the art was great, and the story was great, and... and it, you know, it took. I was really disappointed in the way Brian Vaughn handled these characters. I thought it was a great idea going into it, mm-hmm. um, and then it kind of didn't have any energy to it when it happened when they happened in Runaways. 
and there's a spark of energy in this, and it, of course it has to do with the fact that they're putting their costumes back on and becoming superheroes again. Um, but it, this definitely is a six-issue mini, and I'm there for all six issues. It was just awesome. So Probably Nova, Nova or the, the Loners would have been my pick of the week. <laughs> probably. Although, I've got to say New Avengers would have came very close. Really? I know you guys, know you guys picked that up, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. What did you think of it? I, you know what? I saw tons and tons of praise for it, and I liked it, but I didn't love it as much as uh, – I, I thought there was lots of bits in it, but it didn't seem to hold together cohesively as one sort of line. Interesting. I thought there was really good parts to it. Uh, I, I definitely enjoyed bits of it, but uh, – I thought it got a little too complex in terms of time and place. Um, yep. I think that's what I – it felt too disjointed. Didn't somebody, yeah. didn't somebody write in or call in about that a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, but that, I'm not, that that doesn't mean he's not he's perfect every time he does it. Right. No. Exactly. I thought this this time he he, yeah. he did a little. He, it was just a little. It was all over the place. Um, it had good scenes. I liked you know I liked the scene between Danny Rand and I liked the scene between Iron Man. The, the Danny Rand scene is really the strength of this. I thought that was that that was the high point definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, let me did you when you saw Captain America zombie were you like oh that's tasteless? I thought of Marvel zombies. Well, I like literally. I saw dead Captain America, and I was like, "No, you can't do that. No, don't do that. That's wrong." But then I realized it wasn't a real person. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's haunting Tony. Um, I know. At first, I was like, "Okay, um, we got gypped out of the fight," but then I realized we don't want to have the fight so soon. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the Mighty Avengers, New Avengers fight. You don't want to have it in Act One. You want to have it in Act Three. Mm-hmm. Right. You, know, you want to build up to them coming to, coming together and coming to blows. You don't want to have that. Soon. You know, what was something really good about this issue was the scene where they're in. Uh, they're in Doctor Strange's house, yeah. and they're all standing too, yeah. in the same room. And, yeah. like, it really felt like one of those movies where, like, the one character's hiding. Yeah, don't move. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, like in Jurassic Park, you know, when the raptors are in there and the little girl's hiding in the thing. Yeah. You know, and they have to... <laughs> it was, it was, there's one hilarious frame I wonder if either of you guys saw. Okay, you know the page? Uh, there's two horizontal things going across both the pages where you've got, you know, the Mighty Avengers on top and the, and the new Avengers on the bottom. It's like the second page in. Okay. Okay. Flip from there. It's the next page where Stephen, where where Doctor Strange casts the spell that makes them all scared. Yeah, I, Look I, at I, Iron I, Fist. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> What's he doing there? He's like throwing his hands up and his mouth open and his head back. No. I didn't quite understand that. Either. I don't I know why. Like, yeah, but that said, I really like the art in this one for some reason. I don't know why. I, I, I mean, it's it's a lot looser and sketchier than than I would think I liked. But mm-hmm. For some reason, I really really like it. So. It's certainly um, energetic. It's different, that's for sure. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. That's, I don't know. I like it. So, um, it was good. I thought it was really, really good. I, I, I like the Rand scene was the best, and mm-hmm. um, and I and I thought the jumping around was a lot, but I, I was able to follow it and I dug it. So, um, I had no problem with it. I was all good with it. So. Didn't it feel to you guys like it's too soon for them to be fighting already? That's what I mean. They did. They didn't yeah. actually. Right. Fight. Like. That's what he just said. Uh, no, I know. I know. But like, the more that I think, uh, like, even to have them meet each other, like, I feel like there should be more time for them to be off doing we don't we barely know the mighty avengers yeah because we've only seen them in one issue so far so we don't uh, you know i, I don't know yeah. they're, they're probably like going to be a constant presence they're probably yeah. gonna be always guess, working over the shoulders it's the status quo mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah but, uh, good books yeah it was a pretty light week for me though i mean that but it pretty much nova and the loners took all the excitement out of me well, so. just to throw a bone towards DC's direction, um, <laughs> I wanted to briefly mention Green Arrow 73, which is wrapping up the Green Arrow saga, uh, the book, Judd Winnick's run. Um, yep. The, uh, you can see it's all starting to come together. Ollie's giving up his mayorship, or he's, he's, he's making a deal to give it up. Um, Black Canary has shown up, and that's going to lead to the next series. And Connor's, so the... son Connor's back. And it's just it's all leading sort of... Towards the, you can see it coming to the next status quo. Is, is sort of yep. everything's everything's shifting. It's, it's a transitional period. Mm-hmm. The beginning of the end of the series, yeah. at least. I'll be sad so. to see it go because this is one of my favorite superhero. It, it was a great, se- great seventy-five issue run. Great. I mean, absolutely a lot of fun. So that's what every yeah. every issue of this book is just fun. Yep, exactly. Um, I, lo- tell, I love Ollie Queen. You can tell Judd's Harry. having a blast writing Ollie Queen. Winnick Winnick also had Trials of Shazam out this week, which was also really good. So yeah. he's, he's he's in a good place, I think. Excellent. So good week. It was a good. It was a good. It was a good strong yeah. week. Next yeah. week we're gonna get freaking bombed. Yeah. A calm before the storm next week. So. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. said you looked in like preliminarily. I have like seventeen books. I have seventeen books next. Jesus. Week. Jesus. I haven't looked because I'm scared. I'm totally scared. So. Is this is because anyway. of World War Three. Oh, five of them are from World War Three. Yeah. Jesus. Anyway. I'm right, excited cool. though. So um, I'm excited for our new sponsor. 
Um, you might have, everyone might have noticed at the top of the show that um, in, in addition to youbynow.com, we are sponsored this week uh, by Netflix. Why don't you tell them more? <laughs> Netflix, for those of you who don't, who, who don't know about it, is that's the service that allows you to um, rent DVDs via the mail. So you go to, the, you go to Netflix.com, you can pick your movies, they mail them to you, you watch them, you mail them back to them. Keep them uh, as long as got, you want. Exactly. They've got over 75,000 titles, no late fees at all, so you keep, like Connor said, you keep the movie as long as you want. Um, free shipping both ways. They pay for the shipping. Uh, fast delivery. Uh, I, I use Netflix, and I literally I mail back a DVD, and in a day I've got my new one back. It's amazing. Two days. Um, all three of us are long-time I, Netflix, are all not, long-time Netflix users. Uh, yeah. We're all pretty happy with it. Yeah. and um, I like the Friends and, feature. Yeah, the I have cool. 97% compatibility with Connor, which is odd because him and I don't agree on a damn thing. <laughs> the friends capability is really cool. You can see what your friends are renting, and they, you can make recommendations. And it's really, it's a lot of, it's a lot of collaborative fun. So, but the great thing is that they, they they've got plans starting from four ninety nine, and you get a free two week trial to try it out, see if you like it. Um, so, if you're interested, um, head over to www.netflix.com/ifanboy. Okay, it's important to type www.netflix.com/ifanboy. That's the only way it will work. And it's flicks so. with an X. Yes, N-E-T-F-L-I-X dot com. So and then we, you have to start a new account. Yeah, start a new, start a new account. And, and for those of you who already have accounts, this is mainly towards, you know, kind of the, the two the two free week, the two week free trials only towards new accounts. You can't quit your account and start a new one. They're, they're smarter than that. So, <laughs> But, you know, it's funny is that I, I actually ended up – I avoided it. I didn't want to have it forever. And yeah. I got – somebody gave me a gift of a free account for like a month. Yeah. And like I've been hooked so bad since then. Yeah, you, once you sign up, you can't live with that. Oh, my it's God. Great. Yeah, so we're really excited. So, um, so net, www.netflix.com/ifanboy. It's awesome so. for watching TV series. Yes, indeed. Listener mail time. All right. We got a letter from Aaron S. He writes in and says, "With two major events wrapping up, or having just wrapped up, it seems like even more in the pipeline of the crossover miniseries events that are either just starting, like the Initiative, or about to start Countdown, or have been solicited to Amazon's attacks and Core." Planet Hulk, which ones are we most looking forward to? Which ones will pay off the most? Which ones should we just well avoid? This is interesting because I don't know what your guys' approach is, but like I don't typically buy event books unless I've got some sort of prior investment to it. Like if there's an event happening across the books I already read, I'll pick it up. But like I'm, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm probably not going to buy Amazon's Attack because I don't read Wonder Woman and I don't really care. I avoid them like yeah. dog poop on the road. There you go. Like, yet, you I read, really... yet you read Civil War in Fifty Two. Oh yeah, yeah. and and, and you the know initiative. What? Yeah. Well, the initiative <laughs> is the, is an example of what Ron was talking about. It it goes across all the books that I read. But the thing yeah. is, like this new Avengers. Well, this one said new initiative on it. Last month's didn't. They still were. You know, it didn't change the story. It was the same thing. Right, but you, you read Civil War and you're, you're reading 52. And... I read Civil War because I was interested in it, which I would say was the exception to my long-term rule. 52, I, I, was it really an event or was it a series? Oh, because what did it have to do event. with any other books? It was both. What was it? Yeah, I mean, it affected every book. Well, when, just... what, this is like what's an event or a crossover. It wasn't a crossover. No, it wasn't oh. like one year later. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. The, the lines are getting blurred here mm-hmm. in the world of crossovers and events and series and things like that. You know. Well, and, let's... I mean, let's... It, what I was gonna say, let's go through the list. See who's gonna buy what. Or okay. you, you two are gonna buy the initiative book. Yep. Which is like the I, main crux of the. And I will. And I will buy the books that I've been buying that happen to have right. initiative banners on it. Yeah. Who's gonna buy Countdown? I will. I will. I will. All right. Okay. But that's a series. Uh, I'm looking at that as like that's a new book that I'm interested in. Fine. Look at it however uh, you want to. So Planet Hulk. Well, Planet Hulk is wrapping up. It's World War Hulk. Hulk that's, that's right. Planet Hulk is over. Probably... World War Hulk is the new event. What's... I'm on the fence because I'm really in... I don't really read Hulk, but I'm 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 curious. So don't I don't you know just what like Hulk? Do. Who hates Hulk? No, I, I do. love Hulk. Oh, Josh does. Okay, I'm not buying that. Uh, Sinestro Corps. Nah. No. Probably not. No, yeah. that's a over three. Amazon's Attack. I am curious about, and I'm going to buy. I think because um, isn't that just like a mini? It. Yeah, it's an event. It's a, oh my god! But his <laughs> his well, his crossovers or miniseries events; those are two different things. This is like: Are you going to buy miniseries that come up by you know? But but they're like events that affect. No, the World War uh, Amazon's Attack is going to affect the is going to lead in is going to be affected in Countdown. It's, it's what is that? Other it's Amazon's oh, yeah, it's Attacking. Happened. There's a war a war between the world and 
the mascara, or however you pronounce it. I know, but like, is it going to go into certain books, or is it... I don't so know. So it's about Wonder maybe, Woman? Maybe know. you should read it and find out. Oh, well, I don't know what it is, so I may as well start buying it. <laughs> I think Adam Beach is actually one of the writers on it. Oh, there you go. Ding, ding, ding. No, really? He's on Countdown. I think so. Yeah, he so. can only do two books. Let me see. I don't have it in front of me. I'll... Anyway, whatever. It's, it's, Someone it's, will post it's, it. Aaron, it's Murky Waters. So... Um, basically, I, basically, we just we just buy the ones that buy the ones you're interested in. If something, I do have, like I said, I, I do have fatigue. I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't. I do. I, I, I mean, I want my books to just be for a while. Yeah. I have uh, civil war fatigue, which is why I'm not buying initiative. So that's that's that. Fair enough. So it's it's murky. But if there's something that seems attractive to you, Aaron, just pick it up. You know, like I said, I might end what up buying it. What about the big X? The big X one. Of X. course, because it's across books I read. I doubt you guys will read it at all. That's a correct yeah. doubt. All right. So. Alright. Our next uh, email comes from all the way from the frozen north of Alaska from Ian. Um, he writes in um, telling us that, you know, that Alaska is not necessarily a comics hotbed, but even up there they know of the unadulterated goodness spilling forth out of Dark Horse and not Star Wars. He means he doesn't read them, or I shouldn't, but, but he thinks he will. Hellboy is king. It's the sole reason why he got back into comics. Um, like Ron, although, I th- yeah, or Josh, whoever. Um, he's not a supernatural guy, but the art is so damn good. And Mignola does not get the props he deserves uh, when the great writers are mentioned. It could be like he's so slow to get things out, but he still rules. BPRD kills as well, um, and Guy Davis is, quote, capable, which is an understatement in his mind. There are others. Um, some he reads and some, um, some he checks out from time to time, like Usagi Yojimbo, Conan, Blade of the Immortal, The Goon, Criminal Macabre, and some he doesn't get, like Star Wars. He doesn't buy a lot of comics um, overall, but he always checks out Dark Horse to see what they've got coming out because they're solid. And with more BPRD and a new Hellboy coming this month, he, he just wanted to drop some Dark Horse knowledge on us. So um, we've not, been learned on the Dark Horse. since Fables have we had the hammer come down on us. <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't as whiny as the Fables No, 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 no. Oh, stop. Yeah. You're just, you're just <laughs> no, provoking it was like, them. No, no, it was really interesting to it see the... It was very the, supportive and educational, supposed to just... The quiet Dark Horse love come out, because Dark Horse, honestly, is a bit of a mystery to me, in, in that in that it, they just keep trucking along, and I know they have a lot of movie tie-ins and properties and stuff like that, and they do stuff like Hellboy, and they do stuff like um, like The Goon, which people, I've been yelled at by people that I, that, we, that I don't read it, and none of us read it, right? I have I've, a Goon I've, I've, in my pile. I've, yeah, yeah, I've read an issue here or there, and I didn't really yeah. like it. So and Usagi Ojimbo is one of the. It's I mean it's like up there with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've tried to read that a couple of times. Yeah. So I, we're like I would pick up you know a few issues in a row and it, 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 it never really grabbed me. But I keep thinking about going back and doing it again. I yeah. think it's one of those things that if you were to you know keep reading it, you'd eventually come to really appreciate it. It's my guess. It's been around a long time, and people who love it love it. So. Well, Regardless, I, I've been I've been told I will be reading BPRD in my future, so expect to hear more about Dark. Horse. That book is getting a lot of buzz right now. Yeah, yeah people are I'm going to pick up. A, yeah, I'm going to pick up a couple of probably uh, Hellboy BPRD and trades. I'm even going to pick up some Hellboy trades. So cool. Yeah. There you go. We've been we've been taught. We've been learned. And and so. and you know we were in this exact same position with Fell many months ago, and look at us now. Yeah. So, poor, right. much poor. Andrew from Saugus, Massachusetts. He says. In episode 13 of the video show, you brought up Judd Winnick. I never really got into comics until my senior year in high school, and one of the books that really hooked me was Winnick's run on Green Lantern. His other stuff is good, too, especially Shazam. And Kyle Rayner's still one of my favorite characters. Unfortunately, Ben Rabb ruined the book, and Kyle's in the void. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't he, though? Oh, don't bring back that name! (laughs) Avoiding the DCU wasn't really a fan of the way the Ion miniseries ended. What are your thoughts on Winnick's run on Green Lantern? Where do you see Kyle Rayner ending up after World War III? Or with World War Three on the horizon. Now you guys, you guys were huge. I think, if I recall correctly, you guys were huge fans of Winnick's Green Lantern run. I yeah, I was. I loved Winnick's Green Lantern. I loved um, Ron Mars's, you know, Kyle Rayner before that. They were great. Me too, totally. I loved. What was it about? I remember my memory is hazy. What was it about the run you guys loved so much? It was good. It had the feeling (laughs) of it had the feeling of of what what should be good about Spider Man. Because it was the hero coming into his own and like having to struggle, like he had to pay the rent and do the stuff like that. But it was a different—it's a different character than Peter Parker. So, it, like, because he's an artist, and it was a different kind of thing. And he was uh, there was a lot of personal storytelling going on too in those in those in those books. Like, he had the yeah, assistant it, Terry who who came out as gay, and like then, yeah. then Terry got beat and, up. And the relationship stuff. I mean, the girlfriend got stuffed into the fridge, and then he was going out. Well, with that was Jane before and, Winnick, but well, the no, Jane no, stuff. Mars. Was I mean. 
but no, but but that that all laid that all laid the groundwork for Kyle and his relationships. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like that, and and when it kept on doing it, you know, so which is great, which is you know, like and and him, he was at Donna Troy for a while during mm-hmm. that run, I yep. think. Yeah. So so I mean, it was I mean, it it wasn't just you know um, fighting and 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 uh, Green Lantern Green Lanterning. It was um you know like personal you know the the world of Kyle Rayner in New York in the, in Greenwich Village, which was a lot of fun to read. So. Um, yeah, struggling artists so. can't afford Greenwich Village. Yeah, too um, bad Ben Ben Rab ruined it. Uh, Fucking Rab. <laughs> I remember that now. Kyle Rayner, uh, something's going to happen with him. He's in that promotional artwork. Yeah. Uh, yeah and he's, he's in... with Donna Troy, so who knows? Yeah. I have a feeling that he's like grist for the mill. It, that'll make Connor happy. It's I know, like, but like, I'm really because Ion didn't really take. You know, some people liked it, but overall, there was sort of you a know, big... You know, all the so-called Kyle Rayner fans out there, and that book tanked. Because yeah. I don't think it was very good. Yeah, it doesn't the, matter. The weird, it does not The weird matter. non-face mask thing kind of bothered me, too. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. All right, so, um, but we're thumbs up on Winnix Run on GL, mm-hmm. so. Um, are we are we really going to do the next email? Yes. Chris? Okay. The then. next email, um, let me just preface it before Ron reads it. It's, um, yeah. it's a relationship email, which... We were going to save for the relationship show, but it is is timely, so we need to do it before the relationship show. Yeah, we need to we need to chip in. All right, so um, I'm gonna so bear with me. I'm gonna read through it. Um, this comes from anonymous. Um, him and his wife live a thousand miles apart. She moved last May to take a job, and he's finishing law school and didn't have time to look into transferring. After she left town, he rediscovered a horrible addiction from his youth. No, not drugs or alcohol or strippers. We can relate to that. Um, something much worse. Shut you guessed up. it. You guessed it. He got hooked on comics. Thanks to CNN.com running a story on Spider-Man unmasking Civil War t- number two, him picking up a few issues, then discovering iFanboy on iTunes and the comic reader's goldmine of Wikipedia to catch up on the last ten years of continuity. Jesus. <laughs> he locked himself now, in a room. <laughs> now, every week he goes to his local comic shop to pick up the new books. He reads iFanboy.com, listens to the podcast. He stays off sites like Newsarama and Comic Resources and don't read previews because he doesn't want to be surprised when he gets his books. Uh, thanks for nothing, CNN.com, regarding Captain America number 25. But there's no doubt now that he is hooked. His comic edition has been a not-so-closely guarded secret, as he's mentioned them a few times, and then little things like put up a Marvel Heroes calendar that he got for, at Walmart for 5 bucks. But he's never come clean and fessed up to, about his new addiction. So here's his big questions. How should I let my wife know that I read comics? And this is where it gets complicated. They only see each other once a weekend a month, and on her next visit, it's the same weekend as Free Comic Book Day, and he's volunteered to help the owner to hand out freebies to the kids for a few hours. Man, he went from not reading comics to volunteering at the comic book store? I'm worried about him. I think he's binging. So, so do you, he, he says, do you think that's a good way to let her know? He doesn't want to cancel on volunteering, but he can't just disappear for four hours the only weekend she's in town. Seriously, what do you think she would find worse, reading comics or getting drunk with 18-year-old co-eds all the time? Because I would be okay with giving up comics for that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a problematic uh, sentence. Uh, <laughs> thanks, iFanboys, um, and he hopes that we can help him out so, to before Free Comic Book Day. Um, uh, yeah. where, to, where to start? Okay, A, it, why is it a secret? Why is it a big thing that you don't want to talk about? No, I, I don't know if he, I don't know if it's I don't know if that he doesn't want to talk about. It. I think just he just hasn't mentioned it. And well, he says, "How I should can, I let my wife know I read comics?" Just say, "I read yeah. comic books." Yeah, exactly. Hey, I got back into comics. They're really cool. Check it out and give her one to read. No yeah. shame in it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I would not cancel on your comic book store guy because you made I a would. commitment. I would totally. I would totally count on His <laughs> wife is only there once a month. Once yeah, a month? Two days out of a month. They're mar- you know, know what? Free comic book day is not that exciting. Yeah, all right. I'll go with you then. Yeah, cancel on free comic book day. I mean, there's, totally. things, there's, there's priority. There's shit that's important. And yeah. Free comic book day does not take priority over seeing your wife for the only 48 hours she's in town once a month. That's only four hours, though. Four hours? <laughs> I'm kidding. Devil's advocate. No, I agree with you. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, he should ditch free comic book day. Maybe take her down to the store and get a couple of free comics and no. see the kids and see the excitement. All right, well, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing out ideas here. I'm spitballing. So. I, I mean. I, yeah. You shouldn't, don't, don't be afraid to tell her you read them. That, there's nothing wrong. Leave, leave them out. Yeah. Oh, those, yeah. I've been reading comics again. I used to do it, and I really like it. But those yeah, are for they're, kids. They're, no, actually, they're not. Really? Why don't you share some with me? And that's if you have a good relationship. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be fine. Don't be afraid. If it's something you like, then you want to share. You you should you know share it with her and let her know. So. But ditch FCBD, dude. Yeah. Because honestly, it, FC, F, the free comic book day thing is a bit of a, a anticlimactic thing anyway. I mean, it's good to get people in the stores and stuff like that. But as as you know, a loyal reader, it's like, eh, meh. Well, and then yeah. the other thing is, you don't want to start her out being resentful of it because it took her away from. Yeah, took that's you away exactly from her. right. That's exactly a very good point. That's right. a very good point. That's a very good. Although you should go to your store and pick up the Kirkman book. 
I'm just saying. It's, it's, the, first, it's the first issue. I'm just saying. That's all. So, anyway. Great, the next letter. I followed Ron's advice, and now we're getting And now, now I'm single, and I'm getting drunk with 18-year-old co-eds. Wait yeah, that, that sentence also, yeah. by the way, you need to yeah. look into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. All right. So, um, if you want, if you have a question and you've got a similar conundrum before Free Comic Book Day, you can email us at comic at comic at contact at ifanboy dot com. And now we should talk about our other sponsor, who've been with us all along. Unless you think that we have forgotten about them, uh, how about youbuynow.com, dot uh, com, which is uh, your spot on the web for action figures and collectibles and prop replicas and all that kind of stuff that that your wife is going to soon start seeing around your house, Mister Anonymous. <laughs> Don't go overboard. That's important. Go to go to youbuynow.com. Maybe get a couple of action figures that you like. Put them around your computer. But uh, don't don't go too far. But if you were going to go too far, you should go to youbuynow.com, which is y-o-u-buynow.com, uh, and uh, let them know that iFanboy sent you. And uh, there's all sorts of good stuff there. So on to the voicemail. Our first our first voicemail comes um, comes from the Pacific Northwest, and it's got a question about characters versus writers. Hey, iFanboy, Zach from Portland, Oregon, again, and I want to know what you guys thought about. Um, writing characters that have been kind of under the radar and basically making them popular, a la Frank Miller's Daredevil. I want to know how much of it do you think is the actual character and their potential, and how much of it is just the writer's, you know, writing chops? Because, you know, sometimes I think that the character doesn't matter at all. As long as you have a good writer behind it, you can make anybody a really, really solid character. So... Uh, thanks. That's a really good question. Yeah, I thought it was. It's it's, it's quite intelligent. Um, you know what though? I, you sound I don't surprised. Know if... <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, I something no, because it's something I've never thought about, and I figure I've thought of everything by now. Um, I would say that it's not a real answer. Like it's it could be a little of everything, but I think that a lot of times it's that special magic that comes when the right guy finds the right thing. It's all about the story, really. It is, but the story does yeah. have to fit the character. So I don't think it's yeah. it's I don't think it's so simple as to say a good writer is a good writer. I think you know there's a lot of bad characters out there, and either yeah, you but make a good, same, any good who's, writer who, can, name, can make any character a good character. Who's a bad character? I just think that there's 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 whole bunches of characters who are ultimately forgettable who come and go because they're just carbon copies of things which came before them. Where if right, you take some... you a, good, a good writer could find a nugget of interest? Like, don't you think that like somebody like well, Bendis or Brubaker could take the shocker and do... Well, like, like Alan, Alan Moore took, to bring him back to Supreme, who's just completely yeah. a knockoff of Superman, who was a bad character and made him into a yeah. classic... wrote a classic story. It's just any writer can make any character... Are you, you going to let me answer the question? You're just going to tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> I was putting my two cents in because it's three, no. three of us here. Um... I, I mean, I, I, you're right in a sense. Are you going to answer the question? <laughs> no, it's it's a good question. Good questions yeah. are hard to answer quickly. Um, it, the thing is, though, that I think there's certain characters who do have enough history to them, enough meat to them, so that when the right writer meshes with that, they find something that speaks to them and they can really speak through it better. If you have like sort of an empty vessel character, then you can certainly, you know reboot them I suppose which is I guess more what you're saying with Alan Moore like they just sort of took something from nothing when there was really nothing there right but then but well, then somebody like Frank, Frank Miller took Daredevil yeah I mean Frank Miller took Daredevil after you know 20 years of continuity and they, the character was kind of languishing and dying and doing the same thing over and did an amazing run on it right but do you think that like yeah. you know if Robert Kirkman is going to go out and do the definitive brother voodoo just because nobody's ever done it I don't want to talk about that character I know but that's that's a perfect yeah. example of a character that like um, you know, is there really anybody interested in? It? Is it calling for that to be done? You never know. That, but that's w- not the question, but, though. I mean, yeah, it's not anybody calling for Brother Voodoo. It's it's can he do a good well, one? Sure, he probably could. Somebody could. Anybody yeah. could do any good character. I agree. I agree. I think I think if somebody has a really good story and they have a good take on the character that's never been done for, before, or is a little that takes them away from that carbon copiness. You know what I mean? Like like a character as stupid as like Hydro Man, you know, bad super, uh, Spider-Man villain. Mm-hmm. You know, I bet there could be a great story around. Well, that's that. what sort of Tangled Web was was about. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I yeah. I don't think it's possible with everybody. I don't think any. I don't think that any good writer is not any good writer. But certain writers have strengths and things that means they're not suited to do with every single character. 
Oh yeah, true. And and the thing is, some characters might not be as rich or great as the other ones. That's but what I think, I'm saying. I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't think. I, yeah, I, I agree with you in that it's not definitively saying no. It's definitely the writer, and no, it's definitely the character. I think it's it's the mesh of a writer taking the challenge of a character and coming up with something unique and doing it well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, good question though. It's something to think about. I'm sure we'll come up with another answer in like a week from now. So, <laughs> but um. All right. Um. So our next issue. Our sh- uh, next issue. Our next voicemail should. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's should a good help. one. <laughs> we got a lot of issues to go through, so <laughs> our next issue: uh, deep resentment. Roll the bass voicemail. Hi, Ron, Josh, Connor. How's things at iFanboy.com? Uh, so, Justice League of America number seven. Um, I think I figured it out. If it's a midnight blue box with yellow type and a black border, that's uh, Black Lightning. Got it. Okay, gray box, black type. Blue outline, that's Batman. Uh, unless it's a lighter blue with yellow type and some other kind of ba- uh, borders, well, that's Superman. Uh, red box, yellow type, green border, red arrow. Green box, uh, that's got to be green arrow. Well, unless it's green lantern, right. Uh, and the red box, well, of course, that's Wonder Woman. Okay, now I got it all clear. Oh, white box, black type, black border, got to be Snapper Car. Definitely, definitely makes sense. You got to have a design degree just to read this book. Ah! All right, all right, good story. But one more thing, this page that's supposedly out of place, it's not just a page, man. There's a panel on the page that doesn't make sense. It's, it's all messed up. They, <sighs> and they're, they're talking about the picture before they show, before they take the picture, because it's a flash forward or maybe the other thing was a flashback. I don't know which. Come on, come on. I know Metzler is good. I know Meltzer, whatever. I know he can do better than this. It's just a mess. Oh, and you also have a, uh, have to have Attention deficit disorder to read this book. That's the other thing. Ah, good stories, but come on. We can do better. Justice League deserves better. All right. Peace out. Bye-bye. Oh, man. That was a good voicemail. Awesome. Um, that, actually ca- that actually came from Pat from Chicago. He called back to tell us who he was and that he actually does like the JLA book. It's just that it was a little confusing to him. <laughs> and I hope somebody from D.C. is listening to this podcast because that summed it up better than I could have ever done it. He's really <laughs> been thinking about it. And, and it just totally, came flying out. And he's totally spot on. And one more thing. <laughs> so, Connor, does it help you uh, to enjoy the book at all or no? Shut up. <laughs> no. All right. Not about voicemail, the all book. Right. All right. Our last voicemail comes from uh, far away. Hello, iFanboy. It's Aaron calling in. I'm 18, Canadian-born, and grew up in Colorado. I'm currently living in Paris, France. Don't, don't ask. It's a long story. But I could tell you that long story on the website or on the forums, which I've been enjoying immensely. Love the show. Love the site. Anyway, I have achieved what few fanboys have ever achieved. I've got not one, but two of my parents actively reading comic books. It started when we were watching TV shows that we all watched together once a week off iTunes. <clears throat> iTunes. And uh, I was telling them how, I love co- how some of my comics are just as good, if not better, than some of the TV shows we watch. So I gave them some fables and Why the Last Man, and they loved it. They couldn't get enough of it. They're all caught up now and asking for more. My question to you is, what can I give them? Both my parents would be like Lost, Battlestar Galactica, and 24. And they both loved fables, but not so much Why the Last Man. And I'm slowly easing them into runaways, but it's not the same. I know this is a rare situation, but I thought you guys might be able to help. Thanks, guys. Bye. I wonder how much it cost him to call. I want to know how he slowly eased them into runaways. Just, just a half an issue, Dad. <laughs> just, whoa. Just read a panel. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Don't go too far. You'll, you'll tip. So what should I read? Oh, is it, there's, a, there's a veritable cornucopia of things. Um, I, would, I would say... Um, I blanked with what I was going to say. That's what I would say. I would say if, if, if they're fans of 24, they should read The Losers, which is Andy Diggle's uh, CIA Black Ops um, series. There's five trades of that. It's a Vertigo I, series. I, 
I hear good things about that book. I've, I've read the first couple. I do want to finish yeah. it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful art. Um, yeah. What oh, I was going to say is uh, you may want to try some of uh, Bendis' early work, Jinx Torso. Goldfish. Uh, Goldfish, not so much. Well, I do like Goldfish, but it's not as good as the other two. Right, and right, Fire, which was his first yeah. work. Yeah. Um, but uh, Torso's a really good sort of standalone historical you know, graphic novel. Yeah, it really shows one other thing that that, that the uh, the medium can do. There's a there's a bajillion things, and you're on the forums all day. So yeah, so. <laughs> we, no, we well, like yeah. him. He's, he's around. From the forums, I thought he'd have a French accent, and I'm disappointed. Yeah, but oh well. So all right, cool. So if um, Aaron, call you back give... with a French accent, thank you. Please. Um, so if you want to call back and <laughs> give us your best French accent, you can call one eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight eight eight. Fuck. One eight eight three two six two six nine seven. Damn it. Did you try to do it from memory and then just yeah, I don't I, I don't have I it. I don't have it. I did. I did. Well no, what happened was I started doing a, a work conference call number. Oh jeez. That would have been bad. So, yeah, it would have been very bad. I would have I would have been in the middle of a meeting and be like hello? Yeah, I was reading so. Captain America. No, not now, <laughs> click. <laughs> print caller, print caller, print caller. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? Are you going to sell your phone? Frank caller. All right, so call 188-FANBOYS, 326-2697. The pathetic thing about that is it's literally six inches away from my face in the monitor, and I looked away and tried to do it from memory. Oh, that's awful. Oh, so, we um, normally wrap the show up now, but before we do that, we wanted to thank some people who deserve some yes. thanking. Uh, the we first, owe a lot of people. Yeah, the first one is Jason Grigsby, who heard us talking that we'd never read Fallen Angel from Peter David and IDW, and he... Very graciously, even though we told him he didn't have to, sent us the first trade of Fallen Angel. And uh, Which... I read that last night, finished it, passing it along to the guys next, and I'm not going to talk about it until we all read it. But thank you very much, Jason. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and so then our, our next uh, next one, uh, thank you, goes out to Jerome uh, Tambing, uh, who he was the, the lucky winner to heed the call of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, challenge that we put out there. Um, a lot of you, a couple a couple uh, episodes ago, we were talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the comic, and saying how we didn't watch the show, we didn't know what was going on. Well, you didn't, a lot you of you, didn't. a lot, yeah, I didn't. A lot of you wrote in, and we and Josh said, "Hey, somebody send Ron the DVDs." We were kidding, but um, a lot of you wrote in, and a lot of you were very gracious and, and offered to buy us the DVDs to quote unquote get them, um, <laughs> or to let. Or to lend us your, your copies, which was awesome. But uh, Jerome really came in, and, and not only did he lend us the complete – and th- guys, this is – I got it in the mail today, actually. It's the awesome complete box set of the DVDs. Like it's that one collection of every season. It's wow. really nice. Um, he sent us his copy of that, which I'm going I'm to hold very carefully and keep it nice and send it back as soon as I'm done. But he also sent the annotated guide to the all seven seasons, highlighting only the episodes I need to watch to get through this, the crucial, critical path of the story to get to the season eight comic books. How cool is that? That's Although awesome. I, I, I have a feeling I'm probably going to watch all the episodes anyway, because if I like it, I'll get sucked in. But still, but thank you, Jerome. That's awesome. Um, and, that's and, and, and beyond. In, in yeah. two years, you'll be ready to talk about it. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's like... A lot of TV. Anyway, and then our, our, our last thank you goes out to Jeff Moore, who, um, who wrote in because he really liked the show and really wanted to donate um, some cash our way but didn't have the cash, didn't have the funds, um, which we completely relate to. And, um, but he wanted to do something. So apparently he was getting rid of his comics and he was going to donate a whole bunch of comics and stuff like that. And he asked if any of us needed any uh, comic books. And he happened to have a lot of Uncanny X-Men issues that <laughs> I didn't have. So um, thank you, oh, Jeff. Oh, you have a lot of Uncanny X-Men issues. Yeah, I do. Well, he, he – he had a lot of um, – oh, I get it. That was funny. It wasn't. Um, he, ha- he had a lot of uh, issues in the 100s that I was missing actually, and they're not in the best shape admittedly, but I'm not, I'm not collecting for money. I'm collecting to have the stories. So um, as opposed to throwing them out or donating them, he sent them our way to, as a donation. So we thank you very much, Jeff. I, awesome. saw, I, got so. my, I got to see those at Ron's house, and they're fucking cool. Right? Yeah. When am I going to get some loot? Yeah. Big so. stack of old books. You got Fallen so Angel coming at you tomorrow, Josh. Jeez. Yeah, you get Fallen Angel. Come on, and you, we can watch Buffy together if you want, and then we can go out for milkshakes. All right, just paint my toenails. And milkshakes. Okay. Yeah, so all right, so that wraps it up. So um, so don't forget to head over to ifanboy.com to check out all the discussion and check out the other comics that people like this week, um, as well as Josh's full review of Fell Number 8. Um, and head over, and from there you can get to our forums, uh, which are over on revision3.com as well, um, and you can talk to all the many Apparently people a lot there. of you have been doing that because we've seen a huge influx of new uh, users in the last couple of weeks, and we are, are all happy to see all of you. Come yeah, and make awesome. up your own in-jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to send us an email, you can do that at contact.ifanboy.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at Ron. 
One eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. Yes, call for any questions or concerns or concerns or comments I did, or discussion I did, topics. Uh, I did that much better. Yeah, you did. It was great. Uh, it was very fast, though. They might not have gotten yeah. it. One eight 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 F A N B O Y S. So every Wednesday uh, <laughs> afternoon. Come by uh, either uh, ifanboy.com or revision3.com for a new episode of the video show. Uh, this week, uh, I th- we think you'll dig what's going on this week. It's yeah, a, it's, a good, it's a good one coming uh, A mystery has been revealed. Yes, oh, yeah. not nec- yes, not necessarily about comics, rather more about iFanboy. iFanboy canon is, is about yeah. to be affected. Cracked open, and, and yeah. I believe, and, and I'm, this is maybe our first example of shirtless Connor. What are we talking about? Whoa, no, whoa, what, 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 who, what, what, who, what? <laughs> so head over to ifanboy.com on Wednesday at three o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time, or go to revision3.com. Big to shirtless rod. What? No, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, yes. Boy. So you can you can also go if you want to be uh, represented. You can go to uh, frapper.com, f-r-a-p-p-r.com slash ifanboy, or go to ifanboy.com, click the frapper banner, and stick your pin in the map to be represented and be ifanboy faithful. Can you you can wait? You're ripping it off now. Now, no, not not until tomorrow. Here's my belly. Uh, myspace.com <laughs> slash ifanboy or comicspace.com slash ifanboy. Come be our friend and. Uh, Meet all the other friends of the show. Uh, and uh, as always, one of the ways that you can help keep us going is if you can go to any of the podcast aggregators, Podcast Alley, Podcast Pickle, any of those. Vote for us, leave a review for us, leave a review for the video show on iTunes. We really appreciate that. Um, and, and even better than that, if you think you know somebody who would dig this stuff, stick it in their face and, and, and make them listen to it or watch the show uh, and, and tell people about the show. Because if you like yeah. it, they probably will. And we really, really, really appreciate that because that's how it gets around. Definitely. And if you and furthermore, if you want to help um, even more, you can go to ifanboy.com slash donations if you can spare it and um, throw a couple bucks our way. Help us uh, making the show better for you as well as the video show. Um, and oh, oh, before I forgot. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned that Connor and I were on Around Comics uh, podcast. Well, that came out. So if you go to aroundcomics.com and look back in their feed, you can see the episode. And um, for you X-Men fans, I was actually a guest on the Uncanny X-Cast um, which should be coming out um, – should be out by the time you read this. Um, this. We'll post on ifanboy.com when it comes out. Um, I know they're working hard to get the, that issue out and spend episode. about – I don't know what episode number it is. No, it's um, not issue, episode. Oh, episode. Well, Sorry. when you know, it will be posted on the website, so keep your eyes yeah. out for that. Uh, A lot of fun talk. I, I, I listened to the Ron Comics one. Uh, Connor, you were funny. Ron, not so much. No, I'm kidding. Okay, then. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, you guys – it was fun. I like listening. Right. It was weird. I was like, wh- where am I? Why isn't this – you guys are on another show – it's I wasn't right, but I'm going to be on Around Comics later this month. Yes, you will. Yeah, I'm very uh, excited. I'm going to be there live. Cool. Yeah. So if you're in Chicago, go there and throw things at me. I'm going to Tom Cater. Tom Caters is going to wreck you. I'm going to sit on <laughs> John Suntress's lap. <laughs> awesome. Interview me, Suntress. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I'm Josh. I can't believe I said that in public. And I sang. Oh, what do I?